Magandang araw kabayan, welcome to Today with Tata Eko. Samahan niyo ako sa ilang minutong balitaktakan at pakikipanayam sa mga katulad nating migrante mula sa iba't ibang panig ng mundo. Samahan niyo akong hanapin ang mabuti sa isang mundong balot ng pag-aalinlangan at hamon ng buhay sa pamamagitan ng paglalahad ng mga karanasan ng mga kapwa natin OFWs. There is goodness in this world that needs to be unraveled and we just need to look at the right places. Join us as we meet regular people like you and me who are trying to find their place in this world and see goodness beyond the challenges of daily life as migrant workers scattered all over the globe. Ako si Tatay Eko at ito ang Today with Tatay Eko. Magandang araw mga kabayan and welcome to our episode for today. Let's uh, welcome our guest. He's currently a learning analyst at the local university and has been a migrant worker for the past four years. Friends, let's all welcome Dr. Guillermo Byron Carpio. Hello, Tata Echo. Hi. And thank hello you. to all of the listeners. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying <laughs> yes to our interview today. Of course. <laughs> okay. So, simulan na natin yung ating uh, balitaktakan ngayong umaga. Ngayong umaga, okay. hapon, gabi, kung nasan man po kayong parte ng mundo. Let's start with this question. Paano ka naging OFW and what pushed you to seek opportunities overseas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, when I was in, when I was still working sa isang local uh, college sa Philippines, uh, I had the opportunity to present my master's thesis here in Singapore. So, it's like... Um, nursing symposium and yeah i brought my master's thesis there it's a poster presentation and then also like through a friend i was recommended to my future boss so that was 2015 but then um i got the chance to go here in singapore in 2016 so it's it just happened like in a span of how many months uh? six six months yeah so yeah, I met my I met my boss here and we actually after the presentation I went back to the Philippines and then I did some interviews through Skype and then it so happened na yung boss ko meron siyang friend na Filipina um nursing professor then and then yeah they interviewed me through Skype and all that um documents was sent were sent to me through email, and then I accomplished it as well and sent it, sent it back to them. Yeah, it was quite fast. I couldn't believe it was just um, in span of how many months, and I got to work here in Singapore now. So could you describe to us your first year overseas as a migrant worker? First year? Hmm. I think it's kind of unusual for me because the OFW stories, they say that um, your first few months, ma homesick ka, mga ganun, or mm-hmm. yung mga iiyak and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For, I'm not sure. For me, it's a different experience. It's like, because um, I'm an only child, and mm-hmm. in the Philippines, I'm sort of uh, well taken care of. <laughs> so, alam mm-hmm. naman yung mga ganun. Pero hindi, na, hindi kami super rich, you know. Parang ano lang, um, we get by, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it was it was one of my goals really to be sort of independent so mm-hmm. when i went here to singapore it was a, an opportunity for me to be independent so mm-hmm. the first few 
months or first few yeah first few months i was quite excited <laughs> uh, rather than sad mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah because i get to uh, do my own laundry i get to cook na tas yon mag-iron na ako and stuff like that so i I, I yeah I, adulting talaga adulting 101 <laughs> at the age of how was, how old was i 25 or 26 <laughs> yeah that was that was also an eye opening eye eye opening or eye opener for me because um i learned how to juggle work and household chores at the same time <laughs> so natuto akong manood ng tv habang nagpaplancha mga ganun <laughs> how is it different now uh that uh, you've been a migrant worker for about 4 years uh is it mm, any different actually um after three months uh, of me staying here in Singapore, my fiance also went to Singapore. Three, actually, three months lang talaga ako naging super duper alone, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is I think is a healthy, you know, healthy number of months for one person to realize that you know he can really survive out in the open. And then yun, uh, after three months, my fiance went here. So, medyo mas naging happy na. Although, you know, um, there are times na may mga mamimiss mo rin yung family mo. But then, because of the advent of technology, diba, um, it's just one call away. So, hindi, hindi ka rin naman masyadong malulungkot. So, uh, going back to the question, after four years, for me, parang wala namang difference. Yung same level of excitement ko is still there. Maybe um, at times it goes down because, you know, yung work requirement ng, uh, yeah, ng aking job also differs from one year to the other. But then for this year, uh, since it's it has uh, started with a different <laughs> flavor, uh, I should say it's, it's kind of different this year because uh, Singapore is a small country, diba? you can only do so much and you're restricted mm-hmm. to your home right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess everybody's affected then because of this COVID-19 and that's that's how it's different this year. Ano sa palagay mo yung pinakamalaking challenge na nakinaharap mo sa buong karanasan mo so far as a migrant worker? I think yung ano, um, okay, siguro sa work na lang, there, um, I mean, because I'm also new to being a learning analyst, uh, I did some research sa Pinas kasi yun yung, yun yung requirement for your dissertation, for your master's thesis, but it's more of a personal, um, you know, uh, it's, your, it's a requirement, it's an academic requirement, right? But for my current work, uh, it requires one person to really do the research from from scratch, like from zero to finish. Mm-hmm. So right now, I mean, yung sa work ko, I do the research starting from the IRB, yung Institutional Review Board application, down to the mm-hmm. um, actual publication of the of the material. So mm-hmm. it really requires one person or requires me to be disciplined. <laughs> In terms of my timelines, you know, because we know na dito Singapore ang challenge talaga is yung distractions. And dami mong well, nung unong pwede pang lumabas, and dami mong pwede puntahan, and dami mong pwede shop. Um, yung focus for sa work and um, you're wanting to get it done. I guess that is one of the biggest challenges for me. 
as a migrant worker. Mm-hmm. And yung, yung mga first few months ko, I think it's more of the budget and how you handle your own budget and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I, I still do um, remit money to my family. Mm-mm. But then now, since I'm getting married, I actually um, allot a, an amount of money to my savings for the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. So now, yun yung challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which on how to manage my own budget. So I usually write my month's uh, income. I already break it down before the next month comes in mm-hmm. so that I would know how much yung pwede ko nang itabi, yung mga, mm-hmm. yun, yung mga expenses. Yeah. I already have a projection, kumbaga. So, that's how I managed it now. That's good. That's good. I think that's mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of migrant workers mm-hmm. should start doing. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah. So, sa mga more, panahon na malungkot ka or sa mga panahon na you feel na may kulang, mm-hmm. saan ka humuhugot ng lakas? And what keeps you doing what you do? Well, before, um, actually, the start of 2020, I started to read the Bible talaga and pray the rosary because I haven't been doing it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I was raised as a Catholic, you know, those mm-hmm. normal Filipino elementary to high school. So yeah, uh, now I think it's the, the strength really comes from God as of the moment. And you, I mean, for me, I always uh, look as my family and my fiance, my love, my, my, my wife as my source of strength as well. Mm-hmm. And I also um, get inspiration from other migrant workers. Yung mga friends and yun, mga friends ko from, the, from our, our religious group here in Singapore. Because their stories also touches me in a way. So whenever I feel down, I always uh, see that other people would also feel that. And it's a normal thing for us humans, right? So I always gather strength from those people or close family, close family or relatives as well. And I always pray, talaga. Because for me, God has been a good, has been very good to me. Like I've been, uh, I've done a lot of sins as well. But then whenever I ask for something talaga from God, He always hears my prayers, which mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe He has reasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, So, what kind of lessons have you learned along the way? Well, I've learned how to step up my game. Because, you know, in Singapore, competitive ang mga tao. You're, you're, you're only as good as the last outcome or output you've made. So you always try to, you know, step up, uh, improve on your skills. I don't settle for, you know, anything less than the last output, output I had. I always try to see that this could be improved. So I think that's the culture in Singapore. It's not really like before that you settle for, oh, pwede na yan. So for he, for me, I've learned that uh, you always have to uh, do your best in every output that you do. So that's one. Another lesson is, of course, like I mentioned, is budgeting. So I learned how to budget. <laughs> Kumbaga adulting talaga to. Adulting 101. I learned how to uh, yun, go, to the, go to the grocery, <laughs> look for cheaper options, if I may say. Kasi before, kung ano yung madampot ko, yun na, diba? So ngayon, cheaper options. I learned how to cook. Yan, yun yung mga uh, learnings ko. And how to do household chores. 
Mm-hmm. And always be grateful for our, all of your blessings. Like for me, um, uh, I've learned how to literally count my blessings, you know. And always be thankful because feeling, feeling mo, uh, God has not given you so much. But in the end, if you really count every to the last cent, you would realize na this is more than enough. Gab, sa palagay mo ba yung pagiging migrant worker is for everyone? Huh. I think, well, at first, sa tingin ko, it is for everyone. But after reflection, like, for example, kung ikaw lang iisipin mo, diba, gusto mo naman talaga, for example, you would really wanna go out of the country and become a migrant worker. But then there could be some factors that would hinder you in becoming one. For example, if you have already kids, kunyari, hindi mo talaga matik ang pagiging homesick mo. So I have like, I have some um, acquaintances or friends na after three months, hindi nila makaya, amuwi na lang sila ng Philippines. So I guess it really needs strength, inner strength. So you really have to reflect first before you uh, go to be a uh, a migrant worker or or an OFW. Uh, it also boils down to your goals, I guess. Because for me, although my goal is, uh, I should say, not really on the monetary side before. Um, it was more of like a self-improvement experience, you know, how to improve myself and my skills and my knowledge. But then uh, it evolved as well. Like now, I'm looking more on the financial aspect as well. I guess it goes with being an adult already <laughs> that you look into the financial <laughs> aspect and how to, you know, yeah. earn more. So yeah, if those are in your mind, I guess you can be a migrant worker. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Na isip mo na bang umuwi? For good. Mm-mm. For good. Uh, like for vacation, oh oh. Pero for good, as of the moment. I guess it's I'm not yet there kasi siguro I don't know parang feeling ko kasi yung technology really bridges everything so if I miss my family at uh, back home I only have to you know call them uh as of the moment I'm still enjoying what I'm what I'm doing and yeah my my fiance is here that's why my heart is also full in that sense so like mm-hmm. uh in the aspects of love in the aspects of life in the aspect of faith, I'm actually quite doing fine. So, hindi ko talaga pa maisip na umuwi for good. <laughs> what would you advise yeah, yeah. to people who would want to become OFWs? Advice to them. I think um, one great advice I've also learned is that you should have goals. Your goals, right? Because your goals will, would drive you on what, what you want to have as an outcome. Um, if your goal is to earn more or earn money or save money, so you have to do some steps for you to save money. If your goal is to, like, for example, build a new house, don't spend too much, right? If your goal is to uh, have your kids' uh, education uh, to be fine in the future, save a lot and don't splurge, you know. I guess it really boils down on how you want your experience to be as an OFW. Kasi meron din ako nakilala na, I mean, some of the friends, they had an experience to be an, an OFW, but then they splurged. So hindi sila nakaipon, and then they went mm-hmm. back to the Philippines mm-hmm. na zero yung bank oh account nila. Oh you, don't, you, you wouldn't want that to happen naman. 
So yeah, I think it's really on your goals and financial, uh, yeah, budgeting, not to really splurge because there's a lot of temptations here. <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. advice. Any parting <clears throat> words for, for our friends who are listening right now? Yeah, to all the listeners, please continue listening to Tata Echo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to all the listeners, I think uh, if you really decide that you'd want to be an OFW or a migrant worker, stand with that decision and do everything in your capacity to be successful. Other people would pin you down, especially in a foreign country. They would probably look down upon you, but always believe in your principles, right? Uh, always believe in your goals. And if um, other people would would uh, look down upon you or say some harsh words on you, just get back at them politely, you know? <laughs> you don't have to swallow everything they'd say. That's always my, that's always my principle. You don't have to, not because you're a foreigner in a foreign country, they have the right to trample on your rights or whatever. So you always have to speak out, right? Because you're also human and you're also contributing to their economy. So I guess you should have your principles and be strong when you become an OFW. <laughs> Maraming salamat, Gav. Thank you very much for your insights for today. Now, now I appreciate it very much for you taking time to actually join us ngayong araw na ito. You're welcome, Tatay Echo, anytime. Maraming salamat. So there you go. And please stay safe during these times. Mag-iingat ka palagi. Thank you. Maraming salamat sa ating guest, Dr. Byron Carpio. Please stay safe and strong during these disruptive times. Bago tayo magtapos, let me share with you a quote from former First Lady of the United States, Ms. Eleanor Roosevelt. Happiness is not a goal. It is a byproduct of a life well-lived. Muli po ito si Tata Eko na nagsasabing, Remember, you can change the day, but you can change your attitude towards it. So be someone's reason to smile today. This is Today with Tata Eko.